Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 9, Episode 9. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. Right. What levels of improvement have you seen in the last Straight few in. weeks at Spurs? Straight in. There's, well, there's a lot to cover today. So, Liverpool and then Everton, right? They're our games. Liverpool, like, they battered us, but we, we held them back. I think we did a good job. Uh, and you can see that they're starting to play for each other a little bit more. Uh, and then um, Everton will get on to it, but we should have won that game. And I tell you what Everton felt like, and I said it in the group, it was, you know, like you had a blazing row with someone, but usually you misses. You've had a massive row. Daily occurrence. Daily occurrence, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you're like, you, you sort of, you sort, you haven't really said sorry yet, but you're sort of just, just dancing around the issue and you're saying, you know, are you going to use that spoon? Is it, that's what it felt like, that performance. Do you know what I mean? It was sort of, such an amazing insight into your life as well. <laughs> are you, are you going to make that run? Or Ericsson, are you going to do anything? Uh, I think team selection hasn't improved. I, d- I don't know why. Or- Aria didn't have a bad game, actually, on the weekend. But Ericsson was dreadful. I've never swung so hard from love to hate of a Spurs player ever than I have to with Christian What Ericsson. about a previous number 23? Who was that? You, the, the, he whose name we shall not. A soul. Big soul. About the see, swing there. See, I, I wasn't as into it then. Because I was playing it, I was a bit young. I wasn't as into it, and I didn't know what it meant. So I do, would do, hate do you him have now. a lot of hatred for him? No, I don't, I don't really don't. care. And like, I I don't have a lot of hatred for football. Like, have a, mm. it, all he did, all he did was move from one club to another, and then he won trophies. That's what he. That's did. not all he ever did. That, that, that's he, a whole. He came out and said it, but it's not like John Terry. It's not like Chelsea fans. Mum's a thief. Da- Dad's a dealer. Mum's a thief. It's not like the Chelsea fans, the racist Chelsea fans. It's not you know. It's not like Marcus Alonso. It's not like Hugo Lloris. Mm. And I'm not mm. saying I hate Hugo more than Sol, but I, you know, if you take my Spurs hat off, someone who drink drives is ten times worse, a hundred times worse than someone who just says he's going to stay some stay at a business, which we all do, then leaves and goes and gets more more money, more stuff, more success at another one. That isn't what we're meant to be that talking, about. Meant to be talking <laughs> about. But you, so you feel like you've seen some levels of improvement? Then you're, definitely, you're happy with what you're seeing. Not. I'm not. I'm happier. You're, happy, you're happier. I'm happier. He, I don't know what his team selection is about, but he knows way more than I do. So that. on the team selection, so obviously he's got a lot of stick for having played Ericsson yeah. and for playing Aurier. Yeah. Um, I think his hands are a little bit tired at the moment because there's there's something on with Carl Walker Peters. Something that we just do not know about is happening because he was in in and out of the team at the start of the season. He looks all right, and then picked up a bit of an injury. And it hasn't been seen since. Yeah, so it's weird. So is it that his injury is a lot worse than what we thought? Is he not applying himself in training? Is he tactically not getting what Potts wants to do? So there's something going on there that we there don't know about. There is something weird. And, like, I'd be pretty pissed off if I was him, if you excuse my language. Like, we sold the right back, and now Potts has come out saying a centre-back who people are a bit mixed on is going to be the next choice right back. Which, or Sissoko. Or Sissoko. And... He gives you your Champions League debut against away at Barcelona when you need a result. Mm. And he learned a lot that game. You know, he got, he got yeah. torn a new one by Dembele. Yeah, he got torn a couple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't get it. I don't get what the plan is for I, him. I, I, think that there's, I think that there's something that the public, we just, and we, we won't ever find out, but I feel like there has to be something going on there because if you go back five, six games, Aurier's level was so low mm. that... You know, someone else had to come in, and why was Walker Pitts not brought in? So I just feel like there's something yeah. else happening there. The Ericsson one shouldn't be um, playing for us. Shouldn't be playing for us. But the argument, especially Everton, is if he doesn't play, who does? Well, 
if I, do you, you play Winks and you play can have a, a different... You can have Lamella, Deli, Sun. I'm fine with that. So, Lamella, Lamella obviously at the moment not an option, injured. Yeah, that's true. Lacelso. So I actually said this on on Twitter the other day that I sincerely hope now after the next international break, Lacelso is ready to start games. Yeah. And I think it's just a, a fitness thing with his, that Pochettino or whoever medical department whoever it is deem him not to be. No, he can't yet play 45 minutes because even if he can play 45 you can start him take him off at half time but they obviously think he can't even play that long at the moment so I think after the next international break he's in the Argentina squad that'll be more game time building himself up we should then start to see Lo Celso starting well, and the fade out of Ericsson you've got to think strategically with what are your options short, medium, long term short term Ericsson isn't that good we haven't got 2014, 15, 16 Ericsson we don't so we need to get rid of... So he, he can't be in, in the medium term. What use is he throughout this season? Because he wants to leave. In the medium term, if you have a look at 2019, he's been pretty dreadful. Yeah. And long term, he's not going to be playing for us. Mm. He doesn't even want to be here. Mm. Get him out of the team. Do you know what I can't quite grasp with Eric at the moment? Is that he's playing for a contract at whatever his next club is. At the minute, no one will take no him. No one. Um, th- sorry, that's not true. Some sides will take him. The elite sides at the moment, even on a free, will be looking at him and thinking, he's not got it. He's not good enough. Who is he better than at the moment? No one. No no, no one at those sides. And I feel like he's putting himself in a really, really difficult position. In terms of, if he has a dreadful season, entire year, clubs are going to look at that and think, oh, for the last 12 months, he's been nowhere. Why do we, why do we want to bring I him in? Is, the, is it the right move? I think the type of side that he might end up at is a Man United. I think, a team, I think a so team too. that is... A little bit desperate, and he's just like, I need to get, I need to get someone. In. I need to do something, yeah, yeah. and we'll just bring him in because City won't go for him, Liverpool won't go for him. The Madrid thing, the Madrid link has always baffled me because even the the twenty fourteen fifteen Ericsson, I don't think it's good enough for Madrid. Teddy would go for him. Spurs would go for him. You know what I mean? Like he's exactly the sort of player we'd go for right now. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So, um, so just going back to the 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 initial point on. If we had alternatives, I don't think he would we, be starting. We definitely do. I don't. I think you look at Everton. If who, he broke who, his leg, this is like have... when, this is like when you're sorry, I'm interrupting, but this mm. is like when you're ill. You're like, I can't not go to work. I have to go to work, and you're like, it, your boss will be like, take the day off. Mm. You know, we'll sort, we'll we'll survive. And you, every time someone comes to me, like I'm ill, but I have to be, and we got work. I'd like, if you died. Work will carry on. Mm. If Ericsson died tomorrow, we would carry on. We'd find a solution. We have to be in that mindset. He's not a better option than nothing. I get, I get that. But I think if you look at the Everton game, there isn't, other than Lacelso who plays a similar position, you could have started Winks, but then obviously you're, you're changing the whole way of playing. So I, I, saw, I feel for Pochettino a little bit with the team selection. Play two up top with Mora. Son Ali Mora play them as a three. But, but then I guess the argument there is: would, would we, have we ever played that way before? Maybe, maybe once or twice, but it's not. So I, I'm, I get it. I yeah. get that people are furious that they're seeing Ericsson's name on the on the starting eleven. I think after the international break, a fitless Elso, one or two more bodies back, came back as yeah. well. I I think that will that will be the beginning of the end for Ericsson, and we'll start to see him faded out of the team, like. Part part of me, sorry, part of me wanted him to be named captain for the other game just for the absolute <laughs> rage. I think Twitter would actually have broken. I, you saw the stats of how little he did. It was shocking. Not shots, not. It was passes, the same against Liverpool, Liverpool as yeah. well. So 
if we played with 10 men, I think we'd be better because we know, we know that we don't have to rely on him for anything. We just know what our unit is. Well we, did have, we, well, we did have 10 men against Everton, which brings us nicely on to the other massive talking point. And we'll, we'll talk about the game in a minute. Yeah. The red card, the horrific injury to Andre Gomez, which was... Which are two separate aw- things. Aw- aw- awful. awful. And obviously we hope that he's back fit. Um, Apparently his operation has gone successfully. So which is great. That's fantastic. You, you it's just, an awful thing. You just hope with these injuries, even in the modern day, that he can get back. Yeah. And something like a broken ankle or whatever it is that he's got is a real, real serious thing. And it's like, if you look at Seamus Coleman, also of Everton, not yeah. really recovered from well, his double leg break that yeah. he had. Not Larson, really. Well, and then on the flip side, Henrik Larsson, you know, he, he came back stronger. He and said, Gibril Cissé. Cissé, Ramsey, like... You know, Shawcross snapped Ramsey in half, yeah. and now look at him, he's, he's playing for one of the biggest yeah. teams in the world after leaving Arsenal. So, um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that controversial moment in the game. So, red card, yes or no? No. Because? Because it's not a red card tackle, it's a yellow card. He tripped him. It's not his fault that Gomez fell over with his biscuit ankle. I mean, that's harsh, but, like, it, it, it's all not... The, all the best to Gomez. All the best to Gomez. That's harsh, I wouldn't mind that. I would edit that out if I could. Like, I'm sorry for that. But it... 999 times out of 1,000, that doesn't happen. Right? Yeah, his, that. his intentions are not to break his ankle. Now, by the rules of the game, it, like the strict law, Stato says that it is a red, so if that's the rules, and that's the rules. Mm. The, it was not forceful. The, the break didn't come from the impact from Sun. Yeah. It came from the other leg that fell forward. It's, it's, a, it's a series of things that happened which led to the break, right? I think yeah. everybody's agreed in that. It's mousetrap. It's the that, game mousetrap. Yeah. Um, I disagree with you. I think it is a red card. Um, before I talk about why, firstly, I sympathise with the referee in that situation. Mm. And I think anybody in that position would have given a red card. With the You look down and you... Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, the referee's a human in that, in that aspect. And that the guy's lying there with his ankle facing the wrong way. The crowd are all up. Sun's yeah. obviously distraught. So you're thinking it has to have been a red card. Yeah, it yeah. Is, you know, that... So I, I sympathise with the referee for giving it because I think anybody would have. I think if it had been the other way around and we'd have been at the lane and that had happened to one of our players, we'd have been of going course. crazy and going red, red, red. So I sympathise with the referee and I understand why he gave the red. There was a lot of talk about, oh, he gave a yellow and then changed his mind. And it's like, I don't think he actually gave a yellow. I think he had a yellow in his hand. He's then been influenced by the severity of the injury, the crowd, everything, and then he's gone, it has to be a red for that to have yeah. happened. So I get that. My problem with the Sun Challenge is that whilst I don't believe that he set out to break the guy's leg, you know, he definitely I, didn't. I, I don't believe that he's done that. I do believe that in that challenge he set out to, to hurt him. And I don't think it's just the case of it being a bit of a cynical foul. Yeah. The reason that I think that is, three or four minutes before, he'd, Gomez had caught him with an elbow. He in did the face. It looked It looked painful. It looked like one of those you think, oh, that would have hurt. Yeah. Completely accidental, you know, I don't think anybody would argue that. Gomez putting his arm up to just sort of feel where his man is and he's caught him in the face. No, no, Happens. but, but he, he might have been out there to hit him. It, he, he might have been. Yeah. Um, again, we don't, we don't well, know. If we're going to guess at Son's intention, we have to guess at his intention. Yeah, and I would say, as somebody that plays football at a very, very low level, yeah. that you, you do that. You put yeah, your yeah. arm out to just sort of protect the ball and get yeah. yourself in a better position. And, and his son sort of ducks at the same time and he catches him. One, one of those things, right, happens... You watch a game of football, that'll happen three or four times in 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It happens. 
Now, for me, Son was obviously quite enraged by that instant. Yeah. You see him go down and he's, he's sort of shouting at the referee that, that it should be a red card or whatever. And then moments later, he has an opportunity to really sort of like leave one on Gomez a little bit. We tried it with the Onowobi a few minutes before and missed as well. So that's, that's important. And, and so for me, I think he's, there's, there's absolutely no intent to play the ball from Son in that. No. But I also agree with the fact that I don't think there's intent to break the guy's leg. I think it's a case of, he'll bug me a minute ago, I'm going to do it, man. I think that there is that, that, that Sunday league kind of level. Which is uh, a yellow card. Which, well, yes and no. Because for me, there's, there's more intent there than he's, he's through on goal. He's going to play a great pass. I'll make a cynical challenge. Yeah. It's a case of the ball's gone. I'm going, to, I'm going to do him. So I think that I think if an orange card existed, it would definitely have been it's that. 75%. But because it doesn't exist, I... I, I think it's a red. I really do. I think because there is there is that intent not to break the guy's leg, but there's that intent to hurt him in some way, mm. which for me sits separately to a cynical foul on the halfway line. A lot of people are saying, oh, if that was a red, surely the Gwenduzi rugby tackle on Zaha off which should be a red. And for me, they're different because mm. for me, and again, I'll never know this 100% because I don't know the mind of the player, but the Gwenduzi thing is a cynical, he's breaking, yeah, yeah, totally I'm stopping agree. him. Whereas, I, whereas I think the Sun one is, uh, he caught me a minute ago, I'm going to get him back. Yeah. There's well, a bit more why of didn't an intent. But why didn't he then? Why didn't he hurt him? Because all he did was trip him, right? You've got to separate the, the injury. Yes, but, but the intent of I'm going to try to hurt him yeah. has, led, has partly led towards that leg break. So it's all about intent. I, mean, I think But we is. can never know intent. We, and we, we can never know that, but my, inter- my interpretation of that event, and interpretation is part of the referee's job, right, mm-hmm. is to yeah, yeah. get a feel of the game and all that and get a feel of what players are going to do what. And I think that with Sun going after a Wobi missing, probably wasn't a shot that there was that kind of tackle coming. It was weird yeah, yeah. because it wasn't that kind of game. It was a, there was an atmosphere, but it was a lot of play acting and players rolling around, which infuriated me, like... Richarlison, Richarlison yeah. was just, yeah, I mean, God. But I actually thought that the other controversial bit in the game was the Sun penalty, which I didn't think was a penalty at all. No, but Edison there are, should have had the But penalty. there are some pundits that are saying that well, there's contact, that's a penalty. And Actually, yeah, I thought it was a penalty. I, I'm just, I'm really disillusioned at the moment because in my, I'm not a referee. I probably don't know the rules as well as I should, but football's a contact sport. Semi-contact. Rugby is a contact sport. Fun. Sem- semi-contact yeah, sport. And I think there is a difference. I think there's a coming together of people, but it's yeah. not like you can use your physicality to just stop one off the ball. Yeah. Uh, but, and Chelsea had a penalty given against them at Watford. Delefeu. Jorginho literally touches yeah, Delefeu. Yeah. The ball's out of play and he goes down. No yeah, one no, even appeals that. and it gets given. I mean, for me, that if that's a penalty, the game's, the game's gone. There's someone... The way he goes over, you never, you know, whether or not it's a foul or not, if you dive in that way and go down in that way, I just, I think you, it's not credible. But if it's he, not credible. If he doesn't, then he doesn't he, get the penalty ever. But if, if he, he does, he get, there's a chance of him getting a penalty. My argument in that Everton one is, if he doesn't go down, he can have a shot and goal, he can square it and we've, yeah, you know, we're in a really, argument, good, right? really good position. And diving is one of the few things when I go to football that really, really winds me up. Just like, I get, I'm, I'm all for, you know, not cheating, but gaining an advantage. Yeah. And I get the dark arts is part of football and all of that. And sometimes you have to go down. Yeah. And I get that. But some of the dive and I, I, I actually thought that someone was a dive. I thought it was a dive. I think there has to be I think there has to be enough mm. to what and again, this is where referees' jobs is horrible. Yeah. Because it's so subjective. Like what what 
what level of contact is enough to warrant someone going down? I don't have the answer to that. But yeah, yeah. you could show me 10 clips of penalties and I could say, I don't think that's enough, but I think that's enough. But I can't put it into words. I can't define yeah, yeah, what yeah. is a penalty, what isn't. So I feel for referees in that aspect. Well, but I didn't think that was a penalty. And I thought Everton should have had one. But a million miles. Like, I was, I was baffled. So in real time, I didn't see it. I saw Deli Alli go up, then Deli Alli go down, clutching his head. When he went to VAR, I thought, oh, well, there might be an elbow here. That was my initial yeah, thought. Yeah. You saw it. I saw it once. One clip, hit his hand. That's a penalty. VAR spent three minutes. I was sat there. Um, I was watching it with, uh, with Chris. And we were saying, like, what are they looking at? We've seen one clip. It's his hand. Yeah. What, what are they doing? So I thought that I thought VAR was... It was bad, wasn't it? It was. It, was, it took too it, long. It was tough. It was tough. But going back to the someone, I, I know I'm in the minority, but yeah. I think intent plays a big, big factor with those kind of instances. Um, it's one of those. We've appealed it, apparently. I, f- I think it will get overturned. I, I do. I think it will, because the Referee Association came out after the game and said that the injury had to be taken into consideration and they're not going to go back on their mm. word. I think it should be. I but don't know what the... the are there rules to say that the injury sh- an injury shouldn't impact a decision? Is that I don't again? Know. I don't. I don't know I don't the rules. Know. I wish I don't know the rules enough to, the, to have an have an opinion on that. My final point is a, a tough tackle. Whether you take a yellow for it, it's always been part of the game. A defender in the olden days would put one on a striker mm. just to let them know who we were playing yeah. with. Son did nothing different. It's just because um, Gomez took then took a step and um, snapped his ankle. And, that's, and then it became very emotional. And that, so that, that's my only point. I totally understand your points because mm. he did go out to hurt him, mm. not to the extent. So how far do you take that? Yeah, because it's hard. It's, it's really, really hard for referees. Because well, there's loads of centre-backs who will go in tough with an intent to leave something on someone. And, and I think, and again, this is where referees have an impossible job. That there's, For me, there's a difference. And again, I'm talking about a Sunday league player here. Mm. If I'm going out and playing a game, I know the first opportunity that my opposite number takes slightly heavy touch and I can put a heavy challenge on him yeah, that's but, it. but take the ball and I think that's the difference when and again this is just me if yeah, I'm going to put a big tackle in I'm like I want to put an aggressive challenge yeah, in yeah. I want to win the I want to and this is the difference I want to take the ball fairly yeah but you're going I don't that's a fair challenge within the rules Son will be going I'm going to leave something on him but that's a maximum yellow card because that's the rules mm. and that, that's, that's the culture is you can like it's not a red card tackle which is why he took out the yellow instantly before seeing like the referee thinks it's a yellow card tackle mm. what we're arguing now is his intent and then the extent of the injury but I think the, the two differences are if I, if I were a centre half whoever it is is putting that first challenge in to leave a message yeah, yeah. it's not all the time but Speaking from me, it's with the intent of I'm going to take the ball and put a tackle in. Whereas I, I think Suns was the ball's gone. I'm just going to do him here. That's fair. And, the, and the, that's the difference. And that is impossible for a referee within a second to judge all of those things. Like yeah. you know, a referee can't do that job. So you're saying yeah. it's definitely not. It is a red. I think it's. I think it's a red because of the other factors are in play. If you're mm-hmm. asking me. That challenge with no other context, what is it? I'll text a yellow card. Yeah. But with the everything else factored in, I think I think it's a red. So I think that's a very slippery slope now. Um, and this but, and this is and I think that's a really good point. <coughs> this is the danger of of the game yeah. and where we're going now. And it's like there'll be now be people that are saying any kind of cynical challenge because some people class the someone as cynical should be a straight red. And it's, it's like, definitely cynical. We have to be 
we have to be careful with that because there's three or four cynical challenges a game. Teams on the break, you just poor man back. Yeah, yeah. Are we giving straight reds for that now? Yeah. And, the, and it's, it's, it's difficult. It's the modern it's game. It's, it's the spirit versus the letter. A lot of the spirit of football is being taken out of it mm. for the sake of um, lowest common denominator and just making sure everything is perfect to mm. the rules. And it is killing the game. It is but killing the game. whether or not we think it's a red or not aside... Fingers got to be pointed at Sun for, for really for, for getting yourself sent off. We're one nil up in that game. Might, people say dodge decision, whatever. We're one nil up in that game. We're looking comfortable defensively. Yeah. I didn't think we did a lot going forward, but we're looking no. comfortable defensively at that stage. Eleven v eleven. I'm thinking we're going to see this out. Poor performance, but it's going to be a big, big win. Yeah. You go down to ten, then all of a sudden you've got to juggle it. Fourth comes on it right, but you, you know he has to try and make yeah, a few yeah, subs yeah. and they score. And I think. Yes, obviously, some will be in a very, very difficult moment right now with the psychological battles that he will now be having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having think, he'll be sitting there thinking, oh, I've caused this horrific injury, it's my fault. Yeah. So he's got to get over that. But we'd have to think about the game as well and the fact that that would have been a big win for us if we'd have won that. Yeah. Um, is a draw, a draw doesn't, does nothing for either side, really. We're both no. really struggling. Do you think top four's gone? Yes. Because I, I, do. I also think Leicester and Chelsea are better than us. But and they they've got too much of a lead. I'm just going to grab the table. I think but we're I think about 10, gone. 11 points behind Chelsea it's already. Too much. Um, it's it's too much. So we like we've got to prepare that we're going to be in the Europa League next year. If I offered you fifth, oh god, every week. If I offered you fifth right now, would you take that? No. If you offered me fourth right now, I'd take that. But I, I wouldn't I, take fifth. I'd do anything for fourth right now, to yeah, be honest. Because yeah. I think um, we could, we can fight. Yeah, we are. 10 points off 4th and 3rd Leicester and Chelsea yeah. and Leicester look brilliant like, they really really do Chelsea look great I think they're going to mess it up in January if he's allowed to buy players because they're, they're fine as they mm. are um, I, I just I, th- I think it, I think it's gone I actually look at us at the minute and think god are we going to finish in the top half we've won 3 games yeah three. So it's a struggle at the moment um, Deli Alley scored yeah. against Watford scored against Everton is he getting back towards his best? Did you see uh, what's his face's breakdown of it afterwards? Tim Cahill. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. If you can find it on Twitter, good, good pro, good pro. He just good said, pro. look, he's twenty three years old. That is a young man. He's had three big injuries in the last two years. He's just coming back to form. He's in a team that's feeling a bit negative, and he's doing what he can. People are expecting him to be all and do everything. I think he's he's getting back, and I think we need to. He's he's. He, it's like Harry. Harry um, had to change his game, Kane, not Wings, because mm. suddenly people they put in two centre backs on him, and he had to change the game. Delhi has got to do exactly the same. Delhi scored all his goals running into the box and the ball over the top, and we, he can't do that anymore because there people are dropping deep. So I'd argue Harry Wings is, is in that same bracket as well. Yeah, he's not got as much space. But he's got a, he's got he's got to evolve and become yeah, yeah. a sort of different player. Um, I think the criticism of Delhi has been extremely harsh, and I think people that don't watch Spurs week in week out are not aware that the last 18 months he hasn't played as a number 10. No. He's been playing central midfield yeah. or he's been stuck out wide because we've needed him to do a job. Yeah. Um, same for England in the World Cup, played yeah. a 3-5-2 centre midfield. He's, he, you know, he's not playing up behind the striker, which is, in my opinion, his best position. But I think he's talented enough to be able to go and play centre midfield, which is he's almost too good. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, if he was poor in the other positions, he wouldn't get asked to do it. And yeah. you know, if you stick him on the left against a, a a good opposition attacker, he'll track back and he'll do all the hard work for you. So some, I think, 
because he's such a talented player, it can go against him sometimes. And um, he, he's the coster. He's the player that everyone hates. And so that, that will naturally play out. Yeah. You know? um, but I'm pleased to see him back scoring. I don't necessarily think he's, he's back in terms of his performance. I think he's gradually getting there. Yeah. But goals, goals change games, don't they? Yeah, and, you yeah. know, like if, if, if he's going to be a 6 out of 10 for the next couple of months, but he's going to start scoring, I'm fine with yeah. that. Because we need that player. Well, that, that, that is 10 out of 10. That's what he's there to do, you know. It's... Uh, I didn't understand his celebration. Is it like you're sleeping on me, or people have been saying I I'm sleeping? I think so. I know Roy Keane was sort of very critical of him after the Liverpool game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm big, I'm big, big Roy Keane fan. He's one of the best players that Premier League's had. Yeah. Arguably the best captain the Premier League's had. His punditry is amazing because it's so ridiculous. I'm a bit bored by him though because it's so it's so droning or it just has a go at everyone. I'm a bit mm. bored by it. I want some intelligence. I, I like him. For his no nonsense approach, you very rarely from Roy Keane get sort of any like tactical analysis. It's often mm. a lot of. He seems like a very very simple What's guy in, in in the football world. Like there's there's not too much around. Oh, you make this one. He's like you win the ball, you pass it, you move. That's sort I think of what he's Keane a bit is. Of a dinosaur though, I think like he's he's a bully, and that's how he gets his stuff across. He's a bully, and that that doesn't have any place in the modern day. So his point of view is out of date. I think I would. You I mean, can't do that in here. You can't. You can't do it in your no, role now. You can do it. So no. why why is it permissible on the football field? I just think it's a different beast, isn't it? But you would argue now that that sort of hard man player isn't a player anymore, is it? Because no. the game, the game has gone too far the other way now, hasn't it? Like it has gone too far. I didn't. Anyway. I wasn't around to see football in the sixties, seventies when it was literally like big, fight. tough yeah. fights every week. Whereas now it's just sort of you breathe on someone, penalty. You yeah. know, it's. it's that's why they run more, we see greater goals, we see better movement yeah. because they're lighter. Um, we've got Red Star tomorrow night in the Champions yeah. League. Have you seen the video of the going out of the, the tunnel? Of the tunnel. It's amazing. It looks like you're walking to death. Yeah, yeah. It is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Um, oh, actually, before we talk about that, Ben Davis, captain, must have enjoyed that. I loved it. I accidentally sold him on FIFA yesterday. because I'm. <laughs> it was what do you mean accidentally? Because... Uh, like down arrow to reject, not work. And no, because I, I delegated the sale of Alderweireld but I actually needed Davis instead. So I'm actually pretty devastated. I might go restart his late Orient or something because I'm pretty devastated. Like genuinely, I'm devastated. I was That's well hilarious. He is brilliant because he's Welsh and because he's, he's just consistent. He's Gary Neville. You know exactly what you're yeah, going to yeah. get out of him. He's not going to make any Oreo type mistakes. He's not like, he knows his limitation. Unlike Danny Rose, I don't know what more you want from Ben Davis apart from him to be world-class and he's not. And he knows that. Just one other question before we talk about Red Star. For... Option A, yeah. Sun's red card gets rescinded, yeah. but Aurier has to start the next 10 games. Or, I'll take that. Scenario B, Sun's red card doesn't get rescinded, he's out for the next three, and you can just get rid of Aurier. What are you taking? Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, um, red start, bat- battered them at home, absolutely battered them. They look like a poor side, but yeah. this is a team that beat Liverpool 2 0. Yeah, last season in the Champions League and it's going to be a, a difficult atmosphere we're going to have to play well and we're going to have to defend well to get someone out of the game must win though we go there and win puts us in a fantastic position to qualify from the group they won the European Cup let's not forget 1991 they, and they're not a stupid team uh, we've already proven we've already proven we've already proven that we've got more than enough to beat them now it's on our mentality we can't let the ground get to us like I I think in those games, if you can if you can score in the opening half an hour, it just settles everything. 
Yeah. So, I mean, with the longer the game goes on at nil-nil, yeah, yeah. and you get to sort of 70, 75 minutes, and then basically you're a mistake away from losing. Yeah. Um, just shut the fans up, early goal. Like the, just prove it on the pitch. Well, Don't do what like Sunday. we did in the home game. Just, just beat them. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have Kane back as well. Yeah, um, like I, we don't know. We'll see. Well, Son can play. We'll see. Son's yeah. gonna miss West Ham away, and that's a big. He loves scoring against West Ham, yeah. and they're gonna batter us. I think. Um, quick prediction then for that Red Star game. Three one. Three one. Honestly, always three one. Two one. Spurs. Nervy. Two nil, and then they'll come back in the second half. Yeah. Um, I put a poll out on Twitter. Um, Potchin or Potchin or Potchin? Yeah. Um, what are you at the moment? Po- Potchin. I'm Potchin. Sixty-five, thirty-five in favour of Potchin at the moment, but that's changed drastically. Did mm. it a few weeks ago, and it was eighty-five, fifteen. Oh, you're so I am. Um, do we work in media? <laughs> You've got to have some data. Um, we've got Sheffield United at the weekend, which is going to be a tough game. They are sixth in the Premier League. Sheffield it's going United. to be tough, it's, and we might underestimate them. And they have the joint best defence in great. the league this season. That's what we need. Right and now. they play five at the back, which we always struggle <laughs> yeah. against. Um, I think that is going to be a really, really tough game. Is it? It's at home. Isn't it's it? at home. Oh. This sounds. This sounds. That's in, the worst. This game sounds we incredibly right negative, now. and I class myself as quite a positive Spurs fan. Yeah. I can't see us winning that. I, I cannot see us winning that it's game. It's either going to be incredibly comfortable, like just three like Palace, three, yeah, yeah, or, or it's, it's Watford, it's Watford or Brighton. Like it's going to be embarrassing. Well, if I offered you a draw, would you take that? No, I'd rather win or lose. Or you'd rather win, wouldn't you? I'd rather win, yeah. but I'd rather <laughs> have a chance of winning, a good chance of winning. We should beat them. We're better than them. We're better than them in. Every position on paper. On paper. But at the moment, are we? I would love him to go, right, I'm going to go a crazy experimental side and see, they won't know what's going to hit him. Sessignon, Lo Celso, Tanganga, you know? Tanganga's an interesting one, right? So a lot of fans have been saying, this guy was brilliant in pre-season, why is he not... Pre-season's irrelevant. And it's like, why is he not being involved? I didn't realise until a few weeks ago, his contract's out at the end of the season. Yes. So he's Mate, actually. FIFA. I know so, all this stuff. Now. So he's he's really he's in the same boat as an Ericsson or Deverreld. It's different though, isn't it? Because because Ericsson knows he can go somewhere. Tanganga nobody knows anything about him. So he'll either drop down the leagues. It would make sense for him to stay, particularly when he knows our two biggest defenders are leaving. Yeah, but I wonder if that again is playing a part and why he's not really Maybe. involved at all. Maybe um, we've also got four central defenders who are better than him. Fourth coming back in as well now. Which Great. I'm still interested to see where he's going to where he's going to play. That, see that really that terrifies me that that's potentially the defence. <laughs> that absolutely terrifies me. You have me. to do it. You um, have to do it. I think Sanchez has looked good the last few games. I think he's really coming into his own. He's he looking was good more on confident. the weekend. He was strong. He dealt with Richarlison really well. And they've got history, haven't they? Yeah. He's. Um, I just love it when, when there's some sort of personal battle yeah. and saying he just bodied him, didn't he? Literally <laughs> two or three <laughs> times. I was just like, right, I'm getting locker. you here. Um, it's time now for the We Are Tom Hotspur quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. All right, I've got one for you as well. So um, I'll, do, I'll do my one first. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know this feature, I'll give you a game that Spurs have played in. I'll name half of the starting eleven. It's your job to fill in the blank. So this game is Sheffield United 2, Tottenham Hotspur 1, the Premier League, yeah. February 2007. Right, this is the worst time for me. I was in uni, I wasn't even 2007, watching 12 years ago. So we played, believe it or not, 4-4-2, because yeah. everybody did back then. Um, our goalkeeper was Paul Robinson. Oh, God, yeah. Our right back is a question mark. 
right back, yeah. Our first centre-back was Michael Dawson. Yeah. Our second centre-back is a question, question mark. mark. Yeah. The left-back is Ben Suikoto. Love that. Right-hand side of midfield, Timu Tainio. Bloody. Amazing. First central midfielder is a question mark. Yeah. Second central midfielder is Jermaine Genus. JJ. Left-hand side of midfield is a question mark. Yeah. And two strikers, Robbie Keane. Yeah. And a question mark. So, so I need right back, centre back, centre mid, mid, left, left mid, mid striker. striker. JJ, there was a story in the news. I, I think I've told this before in a magazine once, where uh, he was talking about where he met his girlfriend and the things that they both liked, and he said, "Well, I like her because she don't like reading, and I don't like reading." <laughs> <laughs> right back at that time. So centre King, no Kabul, no. The centre back is the hardest one to get. 2007. All right, I'll come back to that. In the middle, seven, Huddleston? No. It wasn't Zakora. Do, do, do. DDA Zakora. Centre mid. Left midfield. So this guy was was key for us in this period. He played a lot of games. Malbronk. Steve Malbronk. I love, I love that you got it from that clue as well. It's because he played it, a lot of games for us in that period. If you go back and watch our goals from those seasons, he scores so many important goals. Yeah. Up front, Keane Defoe? No. The, 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 the partnership, this was. I don't. Keane and... Who is it? Just, just tell me, because it's going to annoy me. Number nine. Yeah. Lazy. Brilliant footballer. The most, you know, such a technically gifted Celeste player. Celeste, wasn't it, earlier? Technically gifted? Yeah. Who was it? Berbatov. Oh, obviously. Obviously. Keane and Berbatov. The partnership. You knew, you knew that. <laughs> I did know that. So we need the right back and the centre half. It's way too early for Chorluka. It's... Yeah. All right, the right back. He actually he had two spells for us. We signed him. It's not Kabul. Not Kabul. We had this guy and then he went to Sunderland and then we brought him back. Oh, God. I don't know. Who is it? French. Tell me. Pascal. Oh, Chimbomba. Chimbonda. Dre- See, dreadful. In my head, that's who he was. Dreadful. Quick one on Pascal Chibonda. I was at his second debut for Spurs yeah. at Sunderland. One of the worst performances I've ever seen. It was just, <laughs> it was embarrassing. Centre half, um, Portuguese. Portuguese? His People f- are going, they got it now. First name and surname both start with the same letter. I, oh, um, not Mendes. Nope. I don't know, tell me. Ricardo. Oh, Russia. Russia. Jesus. Ricardo, Russia. That is bad. So that's Robinson in goal, yeah. Chimbonda, Dawson, yeah, no. Rocha, Asuikoto, Tinyo, Genus, Zakora, Malbronk, Keane, Berbatov. I hate looking back at... Um, we lost that game 2-1. We were winning 1-0 after two minutes. Jermaine Genus with the goal. Then they levelled in the first half. And they won it in the second half with a penalty from Phil Jagielka. Okay. Which I was Weird. just sort of like, how did that ever happen? So there you go, the way I told Hotspur quiz. What's your quiz? Well, I was just, so my first ever away game was Everton. Um, and it was the one where we were 1-0 up and then Pinar and what's-his-face scored in the last Yelovich. minute. Yelovich. Yelovich, that's right. Uh, but my first game was 2012. I'll just tell you the team just because it's interesting. We won 2-0. It was Friedel, Bale at left-back, Kabul, Dawson, Walker. Oh no, Asricotto. So he must have been playing mm. left midfield. Lennon, Van der Vaart, Modric. Livermore, Adebayor. Livermore, Koki Jake. Koki, oh, that's harsh. Uh, my note for that one is I was with my 
wife. Yeah, with my wife. She, I know she's my wife. I wasn't sure if I was married. <laughs> and that's when Brad Friedel took a throw in. We were battering him. Oh, match. brilliant! So that's one of the things. Like, what can you save seen yeah, yeah. in football that not many people have? Brad Friedel took a throw. Right. There were fourteen players who played who have played for Spurs and Everton. Fourteen. Fourteen. You're not going to get them all because some of them are from 1901. But how many can you name? The most recent ones. Yeah. There's one that left at the beginning of the year and then we had one that came in. So, Stephen Pienaar. Yeah, I'm going to write this down. Pienaar was a... Uh, he just didn't make it, did he? Terrible. Louis Saha. Saha. Were you there for the Newcastle game for his debut? I watched it. He was, uh, you know, when we signed Saha, I was a little bit like, mm, not brilliant. We he looked right in the first few games. He scored in like 12 goals, 12 games for Everton. He, 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 I thought he looked okay and then just gone. Legs were gone. I oh, just yeah. couldn't. But he's couldn't got two. Do it. Like straight off, and we battered them, and that was the game where that day Harry Redknapp had been told he wasn't going to yeah. go to jail. So there was a lot of we wanted to stay. I remember we were scoring in the North London derby as well in one of the games we lost five two in away. See, I don't remember them. I he remember scored. Score. It, it, we we broke, and he got the ball on the edge of the Arsenal box. Tried to bend a shot. Yeah. He like deflected, yeah, bounced, yeah, and went yeah. over the keeper. And in obviously it was going absolutely crazy. Right, there's at least one, two, three, four, five. You should get. Oh, that's pressure, isn't it? Players that have played for Tottenham and Everton. Um, can you give me some? Just pulling my ears out. Loves crisps. Oh, Gary Lineker. Gary, Gary Lineker. Lineker. Are you classing Eric Dyer in this? He didn't technically play no. a game. Well, no, so no, he didn't play for Everton as well. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Are you classing me in it? I haven't technically <laughs> played for Spurs or Everton. Uh, one of our most talented players played for Lazio as well and Rangers and Middlesbrough. Gaza. Gaza. Good one. Two seasons. Uh, so in terms of recent years are there not there's not that no one, many no one else no uh, this person left Spurs in 1995 after coming through the system moving north to Middlesbrough he joined Everton and four years on moved to Liverpool NB NB Everton and then to Liverpool yeah N oh I don't know that's Nick Barnby ah oh, I should have got that white vest I should have got, got that hair shampoo Waving his shirt above his head. No. David Ginola. I should have got that. And then we also had Espen Bardson. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, we have Richard Goff. So Richard Goff... Yeah. People that saw Richard Goff put him up there as one of the best centre-halves that they've seen play for Spurs. Yeah. Which I think, you know, that's a massive statement. We've had some great centre-halves over the years. Vinny Samways. Pat Van Den Howe. Uh, Simon Davis as well. I didn't. I, I still can't see that in my head. Oh, so he's a more recent one, isn't he? He ended up a at Fulham, bit. didn't he? Yeah. The end of his yeah, career. Yeah. yeah. After Everton. Another Welshman. I loved him because I remember that the last game before he did. The last game before he left, I think we played Middlesbrough, and he ran the game. Like he was brilliant. Mm. I think I could be totally wrong. Accidentally sold him more FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby Mims as well, but I've got. Uh, That's Simon great. That's a, that's a good quiz. Wait there, I've got. Oh. Four more from the early 1900s and even some from the 1800s. Mm. James Cameron was a Scottish player who went played for Sat, uh, Everton, but he moved to Tottenham as a player in May 1898. I think your dad might have seen him. The following February, he took on the roles of manager and secretary as well as player. Um, he made immediate impact, leading Spurs to the Southern League title in the first full season and the FA Cup. Oh. And an amazing film director as well. Yeah. You're a talented guy. He then went to Everton and signed Spurs players Ted Hughes and John Kerwin. And then Alex Young, this was really interesting. He's a centre-forward. He was the first player to be transferred 
between the clubs in 1911 after we got entry to the Football League. He emigrated to Australia in 1914, but a year later charged with the willful murder of his brother and was found guilty of manslaughter. Evidence uh, had been produced from his football days in England showing that he had been subject to temporary, subject to fits of temporary insanity. Wow. Young Min Sun. Wow. Ring a bell. <laughs> if you know of uh, Sonny's brother, then, <laughs> yeah. uh, tend to run. Yeah. But actually, don't run. Yeah. <laughs> Just Hide. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, that was a great quiz. I enjoyed that. That's good one. Fantasy football. Oh, I've had a bad couple of weeks. Kane not starting as a killer. I, I've done all right the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, so, Shan Smith at the top, Black Cat, 659. Dan Goddard Miller in second, 649. You're still in third, yeah. six two one. But Richard Healy's just a point behind you now. Good old Dick. Matthew Sheriff is uh, just four points behind you. So mm. the gap's starting to close. I got a sixty five this week. Decent. I did all right. Um, Decent. Lundstrom, mm? Sheffield United midfielder mm, yeah. who's a defender on fantasy football. Two goals and a clean sheet. Twenty one points. Um, Why have you got him? Just cheap. Dirt. Che- I've had him from the start of the season. Oh, really? Dirt cheap. Um, I always try to get one of the newly promoted sometimes players in because there's normally yeah, yeah. somebody that does something he was literally the only one that I could afford that uh, yeah. when I searched he, he plays it with stick him in he's been brilliant dumb, so. Pookie's dropped off a cliff hasn't he he was like he's not that good <laughs> no. he's not that good is he well, Like he is literally Yelovich. Yeah, he's a little bit Nordic though people like Nordics he just he's, he scored some great goals but Come yeah, on, yeah, come yeah. on. It's, like, yeah, you know. it's promoted two he, goals but it? the thing is this is how mad football is because after three or four games if you'd have said to clubs, do you want him for 25 million? Sides would have taken him. They really would have taken him. Yeah. Um, they, and that, as a striker, you just need a decent run at the right time and you can get a crazy move. Yeah. I mean, we signed Gregor's Raziak, didn't we? You know, <laughs> we did. So, we did. There you go. We signed um, a lot of duff. Brilliant. Right. Any more? No, the one that's been doing my head in is uh, the greatest goals against us that you asked the other week. Do you remember? Like three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And the one I was thinking of... Of the family Martins... No, but actually, uh, no, Stoke. The game after, away at Real Madrid in the Champions League, the first time around, Crouch mm-hmm. got sent off. We got battered, other boy all scored. Yeah. We played Stoke. Crouch got a hat-trick and it was 3-2 at half-time. I think it was Matthew Edrington. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Both goals were amazing, what to What a run. He took the ball from, it was the opposite side. I was in the east upper on the other side, from the halfway line, all the way through and scored. And he literally got to the ball, ran along the byline yeah, yeah, yeah. and put it in. It was like a FIFA goal. Yeah, it was, that was a weird goal, that was. That, and you just go, like someone should have done a sun on him, not broken his leg, but taken him out. And with intent broken his leg, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the best ones I've seen against us, and Matic, FA Cup, semi-final. Oh, was, there, was that there just that? rifled it in the top yeah. corner. It was an scr- absolute screamer. Ericsson may have done his best pass of he's ever done then. The ball to Delhi in that game, do you remember it? He, it is great ball. on a two pence. Not as good as Jorginho's at the weekend. Have you seen that pass for Tammy Abraham? Yeah, yeah. That is ri- ridiculous pass. If we're appreciating Chelsea assists, though, mm. the best pass of all time in the Premier League. I know what you're going to say, Fabregas. It's the Fabregas assist for Scherler. Burnley. Against Burnley. It's, 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 it's like a mobile game where you have to... It like, doesn't make sense. It's, it's, it's a half volley... Check it out on YouTube. Fabregas is on the edge of the box. The ball comes into him and he half folly dinks it into Schurler's run at the near post. It's unbelievable. It doesn't make sense that as a pass it happened. No. And there you go. Maybe we'll do that uh, pod next week. Best, best, passes. best passes we've ever seen. Oh, there's one from Messi in the World Cup as it's well. It's just going to be all Glenn Hoddle stuff coming in. That's now, true, yeah. We'll massive week ahead. Two Big wins week. and everything's all fine again. Yeah, fine. Whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come, Come on, you Spurs. Spurs.
I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.